0: But I'm so into sex, like if my husband is not like ready or, you know, able or whatever, I'm just taking care of myself because mm-hmm. I feel inside myself what having an orgasm is actually doing for mm-hmm. my health.
1: Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. A podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Woods Mullins, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. As I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body, and spirit for women over 40 remember midlife doesn't mean no life midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love your self-care and your self-worth it's your time to be vibrant intuitive beautiful and emerged it's your time to vibe so come on let's vibe Hello, everybody. It's Linus, and welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, where we get a chance to talk with some of the premier experts in the field of mind, body, spirit, wellness, and definitely guests that know all about the vibe. And, of course, you know what that means. Vibe means to be more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I think definitely is in- Part of our wellness And we don't talk about it enough I don't know why it is because it's just as natural As anything else that we do in our lives It's the birds and the bees is talking about sex And how important it is And why we need to be pursuing An excellent and vibrant sex life Especially as we age I have with me today Heather Tucker Who is a Christian sex coach for women She is the author of Damn You Weight Loss Plateaus That helps women get their sexy back After having kids and she's also the creator of Unleash Her and Sexify Her programs. These programs help women to release their sexy confidence, female sexuality, and empowerment into their lives and relationships. I am so glad, Heather, that you are here today. It's wonderful. And thanks so much for showing up because I love talking about this topic because we don't talk about it enough. Welcome to the Vibe Booking podcast.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Absolutely. So let's get started. You know, I don't know why it is that women of a certain age, meaning me, um, you know, don't like to talk about sex after 40, or if they do, they kind of joke about it, but they don't talk about something that's kind of uh, something we all push under the bed. And that's the fact that so many of us aren't having sex on a regular basis. So let's start with that. Why do you think it's important for women over 40 to have sex
0: on a regular basis? Mm, So many reasons, Linus. But you know what? When we hit our 40s, if we have not fully, like, come out of ourselves by then, where we know who we are, we know what we want, we don't care what other people think, like, it's gonna happen in the 40s. And most of the time, when a woman hits her 40s, if she has not been having a really, you know, killer sex life, she's gonna go and seek it out. Because one, Her hormones are raging. You know, we get into our 40s and we're going to get to that menopause soon. And so it's almost like God gives us this last burst of sexual energy and cravings and desires and horniness and wetness and all that kind of stuff. And so if it hasn't happened by 40s, it will. And in this time frame, we have to really take back control of who we are as a woman And we need to bring the control back to the bedroom if we have lost it, you know, up until that point. And, you know, it's just if you're married, of course, you want to feel close with your spouse. Obviously, sex is a big, huge piece of the glue that keeps a marriage together. But if you're single and you get to 40, you don't need a partner. You've got a hand and you've got your clit and God gave it to us. And so I always recommend to use it. Because it will really help you to keep your hormones balanced and it will keep your uh, wetness, you know, kind of down there uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit more often. So you're not having to use as many, you know, products for uh, when you're dry. And then, of course, all of the orgasms and everything that you could actually be tapping into will help you with those night sweats and help you with any of the pain and all of that that comes with going through, you know, the change of life. So it's a huge Like it's important and I, and we'll Mm -hmm. get more into it, but I'm so into sex. Like if my husband is not like ready or, you know, able or whatever, I'm Mm -hmm. just taking care of myself because Mm -hmm. I feel inside myself what having an orgasm is actually doing for Mm -hmm. my health. Now let's
1: talk about that a little bit because I think there's some misunderstandings. First of all, you happen to be a Christian sex quote coach and uh, there's a lot of discussion around the taboo of masturbation amongst yep. Christians. So I want to get that right out of the closet right away because, <laughs> uh, and this is not just a religious broadcast. It's faith-based. I've always run a faith-based program, but I have people who follow me who are Buddhists, who are, um, you know, Jewish, all different kinds of faith. But in particular, since you happen to be a Christian sex coach, let's talk about that piece. Uh, where does it say in the Bible that if you masturbate, you're going to hell? It doesn't. Okay, didn't think so. That's enough of that. (laughs) Bottom line, and I knew that, but uh, there's a lot of that that goes on, especially in the wellness genre. I don't want to do yoga because of the kugelini spirit, or I don't want to do crystals because, you know, all this stuff. And I always say that, first of all, much of what we do to our bodies and in this world uh, to help ourselves feel more comfortable uh, has everything to do about intent. In terms of how you're using those things. You can use anything for good or evil. Exactly. And we're just
0: talking about using things for good. So that takes care of that disclaimer. Uh, Now, I will actually say, Linus, though, Mm -hmm. that from the pulpit, I mean, if you've been in a church, (laughs) they teach you that masturbation opens up doors to demonic forces. And, you know, they use verses like, um, you know, in the last days, you'll be lovers of yourself. And they take scriptures like that and they Mm -hmm. twist it. Mm -hmm. to their congregation to make us think that it means we're not supposed to masturbate. And it doesn't like what I had to do around masturbation is I had to go and look at what the scripture said in context as a whole and the whole entire chapter. Mm -hmm. What was the whole chapter talking about? And we can do that for any subject of any, any part of our lives. But Mm -hmm. as far as masturbation, no, he's not talking about that specifically it's selfish ambition. If you're basically going around being a jerk to everyone and all you care about is yourself and you're looking out for number one and you don't have a servant's heart. That's what that verse means. A lover of
1: self, the whole self, not just a lover of self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah.
0: So it's really important for us to take back control of our minds Mm -hmm. and it doesn't just happen in the church. It's culture, it's church. It's, you know, generational, uh, passed down mom to mom to mom to mom. And so we get a lot of our mindsets around sex from, you know, all of those three things. And so it's up to us to decide, are we going to believe it? Or are we going to open ourselves up to something that might be better for us?
1: Now, tell me this, what happens if you don't have orgasms? What kinds of things can happen with your body?
0: So if you're having sex and no orgasm comes?
1: If you're just not having sex and you're not having orgasms, what happens to your body?
0: Well, I mean, shrivel up and die. (laughs) Oh, Lord. You know what, though? There's a lot of reasons as to the why behind an orgasm not coming. So um, if I start working with someone and they are struggling in that way, Mm -hmm. I do actually ask a series of questions like, have you ever uh, been sexually abused because sometimes when there's abuse in the background, a person pushes away the orgasm on a subconscious mm-hmm. level. They feel very guilty about bringing in pleasure because, you know, they, they contribute or uh, think about pleasure with that horrible experience. And mm-hmm. so that could be a reason. Um, also there could just be some mental blocks with the faith. Like, you know, if you grew up in the culture and you grew up in a faith-based where they, they taught you that pleasure was just for man and just for procreation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be another reason why a person will just push away pleasure for themselves and they just, let's do it for the guy, whatever, and I'm, we're done. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of reasons like that that could contribute as to why a person's not, you know, bringing able, or able to bring down the orgasm.
1: From a physiological perspective, what happens to our bodies? when we do not have
0: orgasms well uh, i think a lot i think that you could get mental disorders i mean i have talked to several people that uh like my i'll just use this as an example my mom's sister she is in a home a mental home she's been in the mental home since i was a kid and whenever i have heard her speak Um, she's very locked up in her mind. And you can tell that the way that she thinks is based upon what other people have told her how to think. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that can happen a lot, um, you know, with the orgasms not coming. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, you just aren't having that release. And it's Mm -hmm. it's a way for us to detox our body. Mm -hmm. So we all live in this environment, right? There's stress, There's, you know, pollution, there's um, arguments happening in the home, there's now COVID. I mean, all of these things are adding to this pressure that we have, this sense of overwhelm. And so if we're not, you know, giving ourselves a chance to detox from that, you could actually get diseases. I mean, cancer could come, I mean, all of these different, like, autoimmune diseases, mental disorders, emotional breakdowns. And so I truly, truly believe that sex is one of those gifts that God has given to us to keep us and our bodies balanced out because it does balance out your mind, your emotions, your spiritual. You feel closer to God even when you are Mm -hmm. orgasming and saying, thank you for this pleasure that you've given to me. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's a lot of things you can tap into uh, when it comes to the power, you know, behind the orgasm,
1: and I know that there's some like real good health boosting benefits. I know that it can give you great skin. It can oh, improve, yeah. yeah, improve your menstrual cycles. It can also yep. like it pain you away. Lower pain, it can um, help boost your immune system. Can definitely help lower anxiety and depression. Can dial down the whole aging process. Um, (laughs) It clears out the
0: lymphatic system. I mean, like it does like a whole bunch of things, a whole lot of things. And uh, what about pelvic floor? How can the how can pelvic floor
1: exercises help women? Um, facilitate better orgasms. I'm working on
0: that myself. So that's why I had a little giggle. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) my pelvic floor is, I'm working on it becoming stronger.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: I, and I, this is how I knew I needed to strengthen it, Linus, when I would do jumping jacks or I would sneeze and a little bit of pee came out. And I was like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm like, Hmm. So, yeah, I started to do some Kegel exercises and (laughs) and what I actually noticed when I started to work on my Kegels and then I would start to um, do also what helps with the pelvic floor is I think they call it stomach vacuums. It's like a way to do sit-ups without like doing sit-ups. You're Mm -hmm. just like standing and you're sucking it in, right? Right. real tight. And uh, for me personally, I do that for like 20 to 30 seconds, like 10 Mm -hmm. rounds of that every single day. And what that has helped me with is to strengthen everything down there. So not only am I like getting like the tighter abs and everything, but I'm also noticing it's um, lifting. Like I can actually feel it lifting because I have Mm -hmm. a tipped uterus. And so what I've been noticing is um, I'm not peeing as much when I sneeze. Mm -hmm. And... When I actually go to have sex, like Mm -hmm. intercourse penetration, Mm -hmm. like I'm not actually feeling it hit anything because Mm -hmm. before uh, I would get some pain, like when it would go up there. Okay, yes. Uh huh. And so now I don't have like that as I've been Mm -hmm. doing all these exercises. And I also feel like I can have more orgasms now. So Mm -hmm. I can actually personally get up to seven in a row in Mm -hmm. one session, like, you know, rest and then do it again. Mm -hmm. And all of that has come since I've been working on the Kegels and, you know, and I can have stronger control (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I've been able to hit the G spot now. So there's just Mm -hmm. a lot of like amazing things that can happen when you actually uh, start to take back control of your pelvic floor. Yeah, I
1: think pelvic floor is very important. fact. Uh, the pelvic I have pelvic floor exercises that I do with my clients who are in my Vibe Moving program. We just don't work on our abs and our arms. We also work on the pelvic floor because that's extremely important. Let's kind of move to another topic that's very interesting. While women are going through their whole midlife metamorphosis, men are going through something as well. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain a little bit about that in terms of what's going on with
0: them and their hormones and their sexual desire? I got a story. My husband's going and- through it right right now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to share some personal stuff with you. And I know my husband's not going to listen to the podcast, so I, I'll be fine. Right. It
1: right. <laughs> it, okay.
0: Yeah. It's going to help someone else. So mm-hmm. my husband's also 48. So we're the both, we're both the same age. And Mm -hmm. for a period of time, we went through a 12 year sexless uh, period in our relationship. We've been married for 20 years now. So Mm -hmm. we're four years on the other side of sexlessness. So we figured out there was a bunch of stuff that we saw that actually happened before the sex stop. So then, Mm -hmm. you know, we healed all that. Well, here's the thing. The last couple of months, this is very personal and I might cry Mm -hmm. and I apologize ahead of time. That's okay Because this is very fresh for me, you guys, whoever's Mm -hmm. listening to this. We are not sexless. I wouldn't call it sexless, but there's been some weirdness in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know what? It seems like it's been a while. Maybe I should check in with my husband and see like what's happening. Well, it took him about two weeks to be ready to actually open up and talk to me because uh, he's very embarrassed. And mm-hmm. he was trying to hold back the tears as well in But he said, mm-hmm. you know what? When I look down, I don't see my penis like I used to. He's mm. like, I feel like it's sucked back in a little mm. bit. Mm. And um, and he's like, and I've just been so insecure that if you saw me like that, which I see mm. him naked, but I just don't think about that stuff, you know, when we're like showering or getting ready for work or whatever. But he said, I've been having this fear that I'm not going to be able to get hard, which has been an issue for him in the past. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that happens with men, and they be, they are sometimes more insecure than we are, mm-hmm. at least with women. We have community. Like, we have this this clubhouse thing. right? Exactly. We have Facebook groups. We've got accountability partners. Right. And so we've got a lot of people on our side to talk this shit out with. Men don't really have that, and they we kind of come to a situation with this ego and with this manhood and we can fix it by our girl. We're fine by ourselves. I don't need anybody's help yet. They're, they're struggling and they're not open to therapy. Most of them. No. And so I've just been trying to be very, very sensitive with my husband and just say, Hey, like, you know, I'm learning a lot of stuff in school. Cause I'm actually going to school right now to become certified as a sex coach. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking it to like that next level. And so while I'm learning, I didn't know I was going to need it for my own marriage, Linus, but I was like, hey, I just learned some tricks on how we can actually get you hard, keep you hard, mm-hmm. and then you still be able to have your own orgasm before ejaculation and and give you some tips on how to uh, help you last you know, longer, longer and like mm-hmm. that, yeah. So this literally is so fresh that we haven't actually put it into practice yet. I'm talking Mm -hmm. like within days we've been having this conversation. I feel like God has all these things that he sets up to put into place because he knows that we're going to need him ahead of time. (laughs) And so for me personally, now we actually have a way, you know, to be able to help him. But that's very common. One of the things that
1: I want to send the message to women who are listening to this broadcast is that many times, even if your husband can get hard or your boyfriend or whatever can get hard. Uh, you may, they may not have the actual desire. And it doesn't have anything to do with you being attractive or not. It's totally the hormone piece. And a lot of women, um, you know, begin to think there's something wrong with them. But you're absolutely right. It's so personal. Right. It's so personal. And you're absolutely right if you don't get on top of that situation and communicate and talk that is when the adultery starts and going outside of the relationship because you're absolutely right about the raging hormones that women have um <sighs> at, at that stage between like um 40s to mid 40s to maybe even early 50s maybe and if the meanwhile the husband in the late forties and fifties are beginning to move into that part of their lives where their desire might be a little bit less. And so that doesn't match. And I know, I I personally know women who are my friends who have gone outside the marriage because they just weren't getting
0: sex at home and they need it. I have. Yep. Yeah. I mean, my husband and I have an open relationship now. Mm -hmm. I haven't tapped into that for a Mm -hmm. couple of years because I haven't Mm -hmm. really needed to, but I have Mm -hmm. recently and, you know, Mm -hmm. we had that conversation just recently and um, it's just one of those things. I think that I think that just happens, you know. Yeah, and so. I,
1: I think also that women really need to think about, you know, their health. And if you're having some issues around going outside of your relationship, then you got to figure out what you can do to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to remember my grandmother, uh, my grandfather died when I was just a little girl, but my grandmother lived until I was 32 or 33. She lived to be like 84, 85. I never saw her with a man. I mean, after granddaddy, that was it. But I used to wonder sometimes as I got older, well, is Grandmommy Dave, what does she do? And uh, knowing her and the fact that she was, you know, a Southern Christian in particular, I don't think she did anything. But there were some telltale signs over time. You know, of course, you can have hormonal balances and stuff like that, imbalances. But usually when you get into your late 60s or 70s, hopefully the menopause thing and all that's gone and you're not going to have the same fluctuation of hormones. But what can happen and what began to happen with her is that she began to get a different kind of chin hairs than she might have had before when she had a hormonal imbalance they were longer and curly you know and um (laughs) i've seen that
0: in some of my relatives (laughs) yeah yeah And
1: and she had a way of walking after a while that appeared to be more manly I guess you could say and looking back at that now i realized that her testosterone was probably out of whack her estrogen if she had any left was probably way out of whack she was hormonally imbalanced and so her body was reacting to that and i've also heard about women who are hormonally imbalanced in terms of um, not having sexual intercourse they begin to develop other kinds of interesting things like tremors uh your lower chin moving up and down believe it or not. Other kinds of shakes, which can be misdiagnosed as Parkinson's disease, but it's not necessarily Parkinson's. It's sometimes hormonally driven. And these are the things that traditional doctors don't tell you about, but it all speaks to how important it is to have an active sex life. So if you were to give advice wow. to a, a
0: woman that, yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm thinking about all my relatives as you're talking. Yeah. A lot of yeah. them aren't having sex. A lot of them My mom are. does though, just so you know. How old is you my mom? mom, my mom's almost 80 and she's okay. still, and she's single. She's been single for a long time and she mm-hmm. still gets, she tells me, cause you know, she knows what I do and she's like, I still get horny. She's like, I do need, I get, you know, I have the vaginal dryness. So I do use, mm-hmm. you know, lube and, and stuff, but she still gets cravings. And, mm-hmm. and she says that she feels like the reason why she can still get cravings at her age is because she didn't stop when the menopause, like hormone stuff went away.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. She still, she still kept, well, that's another thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, There's some women stop having
1: sex after hysterectomies or stop having sex when they're going through menopause or stop having sex when they go through a divorce or stop having sex because they don't have a man in their life. And what I'm telling you is, and what you're saying too, is that ladies, you absolutely still need to keep Mm. having sex. It's life affirming, okay? It's good for your health. And I just ran off a list and that was just from memory uh, when I was preparing for this broadcast of what can happen when you don't. So what are your tips for women to be able to still have an active sex life if they either don't have a partner or the partner doesn't have desire or something's going on with the marriage and they're just not having sex? What could they be doing now? What could they be doing instead to kind of keep themselves balanced?
0: Well, the first thing is, masturbation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just got to get to know your body. And if that's been a taboo thing for you, because maybe, you know, culture or church background or whatever, you know, work on it slowly. You don't have to just go all in, you know, right away and have like that orgasm amazingness, you know, right Mm -hmm. away for some, we just have to get comfortable standing in front of a mirror and looking at Mm ourselves, you know, and just being comfortable seeing ourselves naked And appreciating, you know, the body that God gave to us. And then maybe from there, you might want to start touching yourself, you know, do it gently, kind of do the tickles. Uh, Mm -hmm. I like to give myself tickles Mm -hmm. because that actually opens up for for where the erogenous zones are for me when I'm lightly touching. Mm -hmm. So when I get to know my body in that way, and then I do come together with a partner and they want to know where those erogenous zones are for me because each woman's different. So you have to get to know your body, then I'll be able to point that out, you know, to them. Um, And then I would say the third thing is, uh, I like to actually touch myself in front of the mirror, touch my clit, Mm -hmm. really like look at my vagina. So I'll sit on the floor in front of a mirror, I'll open up my legs. And this is very, it was very uncomfortable for me at first, because I was taught through the Christian faith, that you got to keep them legs closed and no one should oh, see yeah. it. You know? So I had to. That's why, like, I'm saying how to work up to this because not everyone is going to be just ready, you know. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to open my legs and just stare at myself and just to get to know my own vagina um, and to touch different parts of it and to see what turns me on and those kinds of things. And so it's definitely a journey back to. You in that way of being a sexual being and feeling empowered as a female and getting in touch with your sensuality. It's a journey. It's not like a one and done. It's like you start now and just keep going until God (laughs) takes us home. But those would be my tips as far as like starting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, I would say like maybe turn some music on, get some sexy music, maybe take a warm bath. Um, I use toys. So some people do, some people don't. You can discover for yourself if you like toys you know um, dildo anal plug nipple clamps like all of the things that can just kind of bring in more fun mm-hmm. and by the way all of this stuff you don't even need a partner <laughs> like you can just figure out all this stuff on your own and be having a really good sex life and staying balanced in your health all by yourself and then when you take it back with a partner. You're going to be so geared up and ready because you know what turns you on. It's going to make you feel more empowered in that situation. So you're stepping into sexual confidence now with a partner on a on a higher, deeper level. I always say like Beyonce, you know, she's got that really right. walk in the hips mm-hmm. way about her. Mm-hmm. And that you could show up just like that. And you're like, I'm here. I'm ready. Like, let's go.
1: <laughs> and that's so important because some women don't feel as confident as they should for so many different reasons. Maybe they just haven't had a lot of experience or they've had bad lovers because there are some bad lovers out there, uh, <laughs> yeah. other issues. But I love the idea of masturbation as a form of getting to know your body so that you can show your lover where your erogenous zones are. I think many times there are many women who haven't even experienced orgasms. I know. You know? Yeah. I they, work, I work they, with them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few. Uh, So I want to make sure that all of our listeners know how to get in touch with you so that they can ask you more questions and hopefully become clients. Because I know there are plenty of them. And let me just say this, for those of you who haven't had orgasms before or a limited number. First of all, no shame in your game. There's no mm-hmm. problem. All, the first step in identifying any kind of an issue is is recognizing and saying, okay, that's my issue. And the next thing is making a decision to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, we all have things that we want to fix or whatever. And, and one thing could be the fact that you're not having orgasms. And we've just got to talking about how important it is to have those orgasms. So for people who want to find out more about you and how they can get help, how they can get your help, where do
0: they go? So, on Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, I am at Sex Coach Heather. So, you can find me there. And then, if it's all right to tell uh, everybody about my 12 Ways a Woman Can Orgasm guide, is that yes. okay? Okay. So, I actually have a free guide that I give out to all women and men because sometimes men just need to know where our uh, you know, turn on zones are and how to help their women to orgasm. And so sometimes men will reach out to me for this guide too. So if this is something that would interest you, just message me on Instagram, Facebook, wherever with the word orgasm, and I will get you it's a PDF guide, 12 ways a woman can orgasm.
1: Fantastic. I, I'm going to go download that. I think everybody <laughs> else should go ahead and lo- um, download that. And Heather, I have to ask you one more question because okay. I ask all my guests this. How do you vibe? How do you stay vibrant, more intuitive, beautiful, and emerged?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm wearing my brand new um, outfit today, which I got from Torrid. So I actually have a lot of ways that I step into Heather. Leopard print is one of them. Red. I would love to wear red. I love a red lipstick. Um, gosh, I love to get layers in my hair because I've got real fine hair. So if I don't have layers, it's like real flat, you know, and Mm -hmm. then I don't feel as good about myself. So I just like to get a little bouncy bounce, you know, in there. (laughs) And then I also love to listen to music. Beyonce is my favorite. I will listen to that Coachella live thing like almost every day. Um, And it just helps me to step into like this inner goddess, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just this feeling that I'm more in tune with myself and I can feel who I am. uh, And then I can move in that energy, you know, throughout my day. So I would say Mm -hmm. uh, that, of course, meditation, exercise, eating right. Like I love to eat really healthy food. And I make sure that I um, write out like what I'm grateful for every day. Gratitude. Uh, Mm -hmm. I leave my house because I work at home. So if I don't leave my house every day doing at least a drive around, uh, that can actually impact my uh, social anxiety that I used to actually have mm-hmm. and never did anything. <laughs> so now I just make sure I I do that because, you know, by the time you get to my age, you kind of like know like the stuff that you struggle with and what you need to do to Absolutely. get out of that, you know, mood so that you can actually vibe, as you say, mm-hmm. um, so that you're actually showing up as your best, you know, version of yourself every day. So that's me.
1: I love it. And thank you so much, Heather. I hope everybody's taking notes. If you haven't taken notes, you can go back and listen again. Plus also take a look at the show notes as well. There's some key points that we talked about here in the podcast that I don't want you to forget. Thanks so much for listening. It's been wonderful to have you. And don't forget to take a look at all of the other podcasts that we have here. I think my goodness, I've got 40, 45, 50 shows or so of vibe living, some wonderful guests, great information. If you want to find out about more about me and more, about how to vibe just click on the link tree in the show page in the show notes don't forget to subscribe and leave a an, uh, review of whether or not you like the podcast be kind i hope you did thanks so much. For <laughs> <listening>. <laughs> it's been great thanks so much heather for joining us thank and you. i look forward to seeing you all again and don't forget to vibe bye bye everybody bye guys thank you for listening to the vibe living podcast Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day, and don't forget to vibe.